Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. So hopefully today you'll get to know a little bit more about me. I need to put my eyes on one otherwise Freddie can't say anything. Okay, so most of you would know that I've got an Italian background. I'm one of five children uh, from different parents. That's my dad up there, I don't know whether you can see it clearly, but uh, he came out on a ship like many other immigrants in 1950. That's him with the, the piano accordion smack bang in the middle. Uh, so they came out, and Dad came out in 1950 um, by himself with only one bag and nothing much in it. But he had a heart full of hopes and dreams for what it would be like to live in Australia and grow his family here. He worked here by himself for three years and saved up money to send back to Italy so that my mum and my sister could come out three years later. So in 1953, my sister Marisa and my mum came on another ship and met up with Dad and they settled in Balmain. Now why they chose Balmain is because at the time it was very close to all the factories there. So for the, the um, Europeans that didn't have cars or anything like that, or the transport was bad, they could actually get to work. So they settled in Balmain. My Dad's first job was working at CSR, putting bags of sugar on the back of the truck. My mum worked on the presses in a dry plant. So very humble beginnings, but they would do jobs that other people would not do. They didn't speak the language, so it was, a, it was tough for them to learn, but they did it. Uh, they had a few challenges with um, different experiences that they, they had trying to assimilate into the community where um, some people weren't quite nice and they were being called names, but they took it in their stride and uh, they just worked hard and they had good work ethic that they actually passed on to us as well. So they were in Balmain um, for six years and then my sister Lucy was born in 1957, so the family started to grow and then 18 months later I was born. So my mum said that I was a mistake. I say I was a surprise. <laughs> so in 1962 we moved across to Chatswood where my two brothers were born. My brother Morris was born in 67, Maurizio, and Daniela was born in 1970. Our upbringing, being Italian obviously, was very protective and very strict. So our friends were our cousins because we weren't allowed to go out. So family activities included barbecues, celebrations, um, Easter, Christmas, big parties. Uh, we'd have tomato sauce days, salami days, and it was all centered around the family. And that's, that's how we grew up. So obviously our parents were Catholic. So we were sent to a Catholic school. And we had the nuns that raised us, or taught us actually. And it was very fear-based. Um, 
that if we did the wrong thing, we would die and go to hell. And that was really sad when I think about it, because you know the Lord loves little children. And um, so it was very fear-based that if we did the wrong thing, we'd die and go to hell. But even then, I always had a faith and I believed in God. So the teenage years were actually quite difficult because my parents came out in the 50s, as I mentioned, and they had a perception of what Italy, there I am, there I'm a teenager, um, they had a perception that Italy was still the same as the 1950s, well of course it wasn't. So we were raised very, very strict. Um, and when we sent our mum back to Italy in 1980, she came and she goes, I don't know what this wealth is coming to. She said, there's nothing is the sun. But it opened her eyes. So as a teenager, we were not allowed to go to parties, no sleepovers, no school trips, no sporting activities, school camps, no movies, and we hated holidays because we were stuck at home. So we had friends that would go to Coffs Harbour, they'd go to Port Macquarie, they would go to Queensland, some would go to Fiji. Where would we go? Regional Victoria, Wangaratta, which was like Little Italy out in the sticks at the time. But it was a trip. So that's the type of environment we grew up in. But being one of five kids, right in the middle, which might explain the little things, um, I actually became quite independent because at 15 years and nine months, I went out and got myself a job. So I was a target checkout chick, uh, my first job, which I really loved. But at the time, you would work till 9 pm and the shops would close. And my dad was at that door at 9 o'clock, ready to pick me up. I had no chance of doing anything else. So Saturday morning shifts, um, I actually put myself in when I was in year 11, and my mother was furious because I did that. But on a Saturday morning, I'd work my shift till 12 o'clock. At that, that time, they were open till 12 on a Saturday. And uh, I'd change into my netball outfit, and I'd go down and have a game of netball, but pity help me if I wasn't home before 4 o'clock. So I started to sort of push the boundaries a little bit. I finished my HSC and um, there was no mention of girls going to university because the girls were the ones that were supposed to be at home, have the children and be the homemaker. The boys were the ones that were focused on to go to university. So there was never a mention of further education as far as university was concerned. So once I finished my HSC, I continued working at Target and from going to casual to full-time, which actually led me to a retail traineeship at Grace Brothers. And like my kids like to remind me, Grace Brothers doesn't exist anymore, so I'm part of history. <laughs> so um, I went across to Grace Brothers and started my retail traineeship, and that was really good training for me because I learned a lot, which served me well later on when we had our own company. So I started Grace Brothers, and um, there was this really friendly fellow that kept talking to me. Hey! <laughs> he was good-looking, confident, energetic, ambitious, sporty, and actually a little bit cocky. And I knew that he liked me because he was doing all the chasing, wasn't he? So I knew we liked each other, but my dilemma was, how was I going to get this Aussie in the front door past my dad? So eventually, Ian showed up at my parents' house, and after two weeks, my father decided he was going to do the talk. Now, for any Italian bloke, they would know what the talk is, but after two weeks, here comes this very spirited Aussie guy that my father said, I've got to talk to him. So he takes Ian into the room, 
head to the dining room, and where I saw the flagon of homemade red wine, and that stuff is like rocket fuel, I thought to myself, Ian is in big trouble. So anyway, he closes the door, and my mum, I turn around and say, Mum, what's Dad doing? And I was like, God, I don't understand this. And she goes, you leave your father alone, he knows what he's doing. So I had to leave So to Ian's credit, he, um, he stuck around. Uh, we weren't allowed to go out when he came over to watch uh, television. It was me, my mum, and Ian. So it was actually a lovely experience. <laughs> so but to his credit, he stuck to all the rules. And um, then I had to meet my parents-in-law. Now, my father-in-law at the time was the managing director of Bonds Coates Payments, so senior executive, both my, my parents were more highly educated. So I was a little bit intimidated, but somehow I fit in. So after six months of coming to our home, we were engaged. And then nine months later, we were married. Now, you might not be able to see it too clearly, but the wedding was something to remember. Obviously, we're Catholic background. We got married at St Mary's, North Sydney. Uh, the reception was a Mediterranean house, and yes, it had gondolas painted on the wall, and it had the gold bling everywhere. We had 280 people at our wedding, of which 23 were Aussies. <laughs> so you can imagine what that was like. It was crazy attendance everywhere, and the Aussies just fit in. It was fabulous. They were dancing with Donatella, or the Italians were dancing with Donatella. The um, Australians were jumping around like lunatics, but they fit right in, so it was good. So we had an 80 wedding cake, and yes, that's the wonderful um, heart-shaped thing there that you see. It was eight tears, and on each prong sticking out of the side of that that um, heart-shaped uh, stand was a cake. Um, it was atrocious. When an EM first saw it, he said, we have to have that one. Mum goes, you can't offend him, Mr. Nagoli, who's the owner of the now. So we had to have this atrocious cake, and when you cut the cake, you, um, there were bluebirds that would fly out the top. Which was just, just something, just so, so And the Aussies thought it was hilarious. The Italians thought it was beautiful. So anyway, um, and so that they, they wouldn't, so they wouldn't forget that. You know how the Italians went into the bombardieri? Well, the bombardieri we had were bluebirds. We. <laughs> The Chagrins. So that was actually quite fun. Uh, and I know you're all sort of thinking this sounds very much like a movie. Well, you got it right. It was very much like the Big Fat Greek Wedding, but only it was Italian. Instead of Nick, Nick, and Nick, it was Frank, Francesco, Frank, Frankie, and Chich. So it was very similar, but it was a lot of fun. But even though with very different backgrounds and upbringing, we made it work. And even I've been together for 44 years. We always knew that we wanted a family, so when we got married, first we, we built a couple of homes, and then we knew we wanted to have little kids. So in 1985, our first little baby was born, and I can't look at him because he's out the back. Um, Maddie was born in 1985, and Jesse was born in... Oh, 89! <laughs> <laughs> So our family was complete. Ian left Grace Brothers um, and started working as a national sales and marketing manager for uh, Weber Barbecues. And so, and 
further down the track, we, we set up our own sales and marketing company. Um, Ian was away a lot, so it was just me and the kids. Both Maddie and Jess were baptised Catholic. So they went to public primary school, and then they went to Christian colleges and secondary school. During that time, in primary school, the kids had their confession, they made their confession, their Holy Communion, and their confirmation. So we were going to a Catholic church, but the kids actually said to me one day when we were having communion, why doesn't Dad, why can't Dad have communion? How come we can have communion and Dad can't? Because Ian was a Presbyterian, and you couldn't have communion unless you were Catholic. So that, we thought, we thought well, they've actually got a point. So that's when Ian started searching for a different church. So one day Ian was asked to go to play golf with a friend of ours who actually had another friend who was a pastor here called Steve Healy. So they went and had a hit of golf and Steve invited Ian to come to Gerald. And um, he came and he loved it. So he came home and he told me about it. I was open to it because I wanted the whole family to be able to have communion and, and just be together. Um, so I come to Gerald with Ian, and the first thing I thought when I worked up and walked up, I thought, this is not a church, it's a sports centre. <laughs> and it was funny because I had that Catholic drilling in me that I almost felt guilty for walking in the front door, which was not right. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to check this out a little bit more. So uh, it didn't take long for me to, to understand what Gerald was about. The people were so friendly, I joined a small group. I became a volunteer and started serving in different ways wherever I could. And I became more open to learning more about it. I always wanted to learn how to read the Bible, so I joined a, a small group, which was lovely. And the ladies, I was so worried the ladies were going to be holier than now, but they were so nice that they just, I just fit in, which was lovely. Uh, which led me to being baptised again and I say again because I was baptised as a child, um, again at 40 years old in 1999, and Ian was baptised the same day, and then Matt and Jess got baptised later as uh, young adults. So, Gerald was more than a blessing to us. And then in 19, sorry, 2003, I felt a call to ministry, to ministry. I tried to ignore it at first, I had no theology college training, I didn't know the whole Bible, um, but I couldn't ignore it. I could feel the Lord just saying, tapping me on the shoulder, saying, Ange, I need you to do this. So, He placed women's ministry on my heart. I had no experience in ministry before, but before I, I but I'd started to, to dream and plan and just picture what that would look like if I did try and grow a women's ministry. So he started making a deal. He said, Well, I'll do this for you, but you've got to send me some help. So, with that, I needed a team, obviously, and I prayed about it. And the Lord sent me 13 amazing women with different gifts and skills, and giving us many opportunities to be able to meet different women in different ways and meet them where they were at. So we had things like a book club, we had breakfast, day trips, weekends away, movie nights, spa nights, cooking demos, expo, fashion parades, health and beauty events. We had a lot going on, but they were different opportunities for different people to come and meet and come and get to know them. So God brought together a team of women who loved him, 
and who wanted to share the gifts and skills he'd given them to build relationships with others so they could share the love of Christ. I had my critics uh, who didn't think that I was the right fit for women's ministry or as a women's ministry leader, but I had encouragers too. I had people like beautiful Bev Robinson and Ivy Codrington who kept sewing into me and praying for me and encouraging me not to hear the negative and sometimes hurtful voices that were around me. Their words kept me from doubting myself, my ability, and that God could use me to training or no training. So I volunteered three days a week, growing the women's ministry, even though Ian and I still had our sales and marketing company. Maddie and Jess had finished their HSC and continued on to go to university where they both achieved their degrees. And we're very proud of them for that. Coming on to staff, uh, obviously with what I was doing with women's ministry, there are a few different gifts and skills that obviously stood out. So I was asked to come on staff as a PA to the then senior pastor. I started two days per week, which led to four days per week, and then into full time, being a PA, uh, and also looking after administration and communication. Over the past 17 years, I've seen and experienced much change here. I have worked with several senior pastors and interims, and I've seen the highs and the lows. And I've always heard, Ange, stand firm. And I have, I've stood firm. Because I've always believed and hoped, had hope in Gerald. Gerald's got a beautiful heart, and I, I've never doubted that. There were challenges. In my 62 years, I've faced some challenges at home, in business, working in a church, serving in ministry, but I stayed strong because the Lord carried me through it and I knew I wasn't doing it on my own. So an example of a challenge was in 2016. That was a particularly hard year for me personally. My mum had died. 11 weeks later, my sister had died. Ian's health was bad. He had two back operations. Later led to open heart surgery and other health issues. I had um, another family member served me with legal papers about my mother's estate soon after she had died. So it all got too much. So I booked a flight and went to Italy for two weeks on my own. That was the first time I had a chance to grieve in August. And my mum had actually died five and a half months earlier. So I was on a trip from Rome to Venice. And I looked out the window and there were these beautiful, beautiful fields of sunflowers. And I thought, oh, I could just feel the, feel the Lord around me. I was at peace. I felt safe, even though I was by myself. And I could just hear him say, I've got you. So I come home, settle down, I go to the mail. And I got a beautiful card in the mail from Trisha. And part of that card said, in our Lord's garden, you are a beautiful sunflower bringing joy and smiles to others. And on the front of that card was a sunflower. And that to me, was an affirmation that I did hear right. The Lord did have me. So, with all of the challenges, there were blessings. So here I am at 62, 
I see blessing after blessing. My upbringing taught me the importance of staying strong for my family. I value my Italian roots and the traditions and share them with my children and my grandchildren so they don't forget that that's a part of who they are. Ian's health has come a long way and is much better now in enjoying retirement. I'm blessed to see both our kids get married, uh, Maddie to M and Jess to Nate. And I'm so happy to say that they are happily married. They've got wonderful partners. They are successful in their chosen professions, of which we are extremely proud of them, all four of them. And they now serve in their own church, which is something that really touches my heart as well. I'm thankful for the homes we've had and we've built and where we've landed in West Pennant Hills, for the wonderful trips that we've had discovering beautiful places around the world. I'm thankful for being, for working here at the centre, for the people that God has placed in my life. Uh, and I'm so excited about what God has, has got in store for his church here in general. And most of all, I'm forever thankful that I know and feel the love of Christ and I have, him, I have his trust as well. So I remain open and, and surrender to God's will and what he has planned for me here in the years to come. And I hope if God's tapping you on the shoulder to come into ministry, don't ignore it. Just open your hearts and your minds and go for it. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.